What's up, party people? You know one of the worst things about being a self-employed performer? That's right, it's your tax. If you're sick and tired of collecting all your receipts and guessing your way through your tax rebate, well, I know the people that can remove the stress and make it as simple as five, six, seven, eight. That's right, it's Theat Accounts. They're an accounting company that specialize in working with performers. So they know all the things that we can claim back and it's so simple. You upload your invoices and bank statements to their website and they do all the work for you. It's cheap, it's easy, and once you try it, I guarantee you will not regret it. It has changed my tax life. Just email info at theataccounts.co.uk. That's theat, T-H-E-A-T, accounts. So again, that's info at theataccounts.co.uk. Make sure you tell them you're from the Ins and Outs podcast and you'll get some five-star VIP treatment. You will get treated like a king. Honestly, they've changed my life. They've made it so much easier. They've removed the stress from tax and they can do the same for you. Boom. Do you want an insight into the minds of the industry professionals? Then there's only one place to be. One place to be. The Ins and Out Podcast with your host, Kane Silver. In this episode of the Ins and Outs Podcast, I speak to the incredible tap dancing, Kai Scanlon. Kai is 17 years old. He's a student at Wilkes Academy, and he inspires me more than most dancers ever have. He's one of the most insane tap dancers you've ever seen in your life. That's why I wanted him on the podcast. Um, if you could get graded in tap like karate, he would be like a quadruple black belt, if that is such a thing. And I wanted to pick his brain. Um, Kai tells us about his story, tells us how he got into tap dancing, tells us about uh, some of the world's competitions he's competed in, and he tells us about the TV show he competed on a few years back called Taking the Next Step. Um, It was great talking to Kai. Um, Please go and check him out on Instagram at KaiScanlon underscore. He's teaching uh, live Instagram classes over the next few weeks while we're in isolation. They're very, very popular. Make sure you check it out. Um, Yeah, I hope you're all enjoying the podcast. Please leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes and share the love. Keep supporting. Share it with your friends and family. It means a lot. I'll do as many as I can over these crazy times as possible. Um, So here is the incredible Kai Scanlon. Boom. And we're in. What's up? Today I've got with me the very talented mastermind of tap dancing, happy feet, <laughs> Kai, Kai Scanlon. What's up, bro? Yo, what's up? How you doing? I'm very good. How's uh, quarantine? How's self-isolation? I've been busy, actually. Really yeah, what have you, you been up to? I've seen you've been doing a lot of work for Tap Attack, doing the auditions and staying yeah. busy. It seems like I've actually been busier now everyone's been put into lockdown than beforehand where we were doing yeah. stuff. I've been teaching lots actually on Instagram, Instagram live classes. I think a lot of people have at the moment. Um, so I kind of jumped on that and I've been teaching like a thousand people at a time, which is crazy. Yeah, that's literally mental. Like, I think I've only seen you and Ricky Jinx with that many people so far. So congrats. <laughs> now you just gotta, now, now all I hope is that when you host like a workshop in like a, in a building or a base or something, that all those people still come up and I know. show some love. <laughs> that's what That'd I think. That'd be so cool. In it. Well, I'm sure you couldn't get a thousand in there, but still, just to then, because everyone's making the most of the free training, which is sick. But hopefully, that when life goes back to normal and they've got to pay for it, they'll still appreciate you. I mean, I don't care too much about the money because I'm just happy to to get to do what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah. Because... Well, 
and you're not at that phase in your life yet where you need to be paying for a mortgage and yeah exactly <laughs> so at the moment it's still fun and games yeah exactly but you know I, mean? I mean i mean it's nice just to get to dance with people money would be nice but it doesn't really make a difference to me at the moment i'm just happy to get to do what i do dude and it's it's so dope like i watched some of your tap class the other day and i was, I was obviously i was just jealous because i can't tap dance and um like you i've expressed it a lot to you and for those who don't know uh, tap is like my favorite style that I can't do at all I'm actually very crap as you've seen when you give me a private class um, <laughs> <laughs> for someone who has a lot of rhythm and understands weight transfers I do not understand understand tap dancing whatsoever um, but yeah man like you super inspire me and there's not many people that do inspire me to the level that you do whenever I watch your tap videos I'm literally blown away and that's kind of why I wanted to talk to you because it's very interesting because obviously for people who don't know Kai how old are you now dude uh, 17 you're 17 years old and you in your first year at first year at Wilkes yeah first year you're in your first year at Wilkes Academy yet you are the one of the most phenomenal tap dancers I've ever seen in my life of <laughs> 15 years of being a dancer um and it, it just it, it inspires me to think that you uh, not trying to just excel in the one field that you're already great at. You're trying to excel in other fields too. Yeah, I think that's important for me because I wouldn't say tap dance is limited, but for the industry, the way it is at the moment, it is. And I've been very lucky with opportunities, but I've had to make them myself more than anything. Whereas if I if I can progress in everything else, I think I was thinking the other day, I think I've done my career backwards. I think mm -hmm. tap is the one thing that people get to college and they're like we need to learn how to tap but they've learned everything else beforehand to get them there whereas for me I've done it the other way around whereas I've come in doing tap and then I get to college I'm like I have no idea about any of this stuff but I'm going to give it a go but I can still tap so it feels like I've kind of done it backwards so joining Wilkes yeah. has been like a whirlwind crazy, yeah. craziness so what made you want to go to Wilkes what made you want to learn like learn other styles especially because obviously you're so good at that one thing you could make a living from just tap dancing do you know what I mean yeah well, I mean, I've always been involved in like dance events, conventions, like move it, can you dance? I've been involved with them. I used to like work on can you dance every week on the conventions. And I used to love to watch people like Ricky would teach there. Um, he would like, I used to love watching people like him that like, teach because I'm like, that's so cool. But I never thought I would be one of the people that could do that when I was like 13. And I'd be watching like, this is, this is sick. All these people are great. And now, as it went on, I realized more and more I should be doing this because if I can do this and I can tap as well, I can. there's nothing that can stop me from working and doing really what I want to be able to do. So it's kind of like as daunting as the task seemed at the start, it was like, I have to do this. I have to push myself through this because it's going to make me 100 times better than I am already. Mm -hmm. What's it like? What was it like for you, like going into like a ballet studio or a full ballet class or stuff that you've maybe never done before and being like complete white belt like beginner not even white belt you know what i mean like ultimate yeah. beginner after being i guess a black belt in in what you do <laughs> well stuff like contemporary is is ridiculous like i'm still trying to get my head around it i'm used to staying on my feet the whole time i yeah. stay on my feet like I, I stand up i do my thing i don't roll around on the floor i don't do any of this so like the first day i was like how the hell are people <laughs> doing this like their bodies moving in these ways and obviously you can watch it it's like probably how you feel with tap you can watch it and be like that's sick or you can watch it and be like that's not very good you know when it's good and when it's not yeah for but sure. when you actually do it and when someone's telling you how to and it's breaking it down it's like hang on even the bad people i have respect for because this is ridiculous what they're doing 
So yeah. to be in like that atmosphere where it's being broken down to me and it being like, you need to be here by this point. I'm like, hang on, but I'm not even down on the floor yet. How are you like twisted halfway around? I don't know how to do this. So it was like the first couple of weeks was a stretch for me. Like my body was hanging on for dear life because yeah. everything was just beating me up. But now it's like comfortable and I'm happy with what I'm doing. Yeah. And I guess tap dancing is, I mean, it's probably not for everyone. But when I watch tap dance, I, sometimes I see it's not, I wouldn't say restricted, but, you know, there's only so many jumps you do or there's only so many other things you do that aren't on your feet. Like, so yeah. to go outside of that, to spend three eights rolling around on the floor, I guess you'd be like, what the hell is going on? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's, it, is, it is very restricted, like the um, traditional technique, obviously, because it's tap dance. It requires you to have four taps on the floor or two taps or whatever there's only four taps on your shoe, two on each. So you can only do a certain amount of things in the traditional technique. But I've been trying to like find the balance between traditional and not tap at all. Like I've seen people tap where they actually just do tricks and tap shoes and they call that a tap solo. That's not yeah. a tap solo for me. So yeah. trying to find the balance. And I feel like it can just, it's become quite creative for me because as much as I love the traditional technique, sometimes my, to get my brain ticking, I have to do something different all the time, like yeah. whether it's choreography or improv. So I can still, I still do all of that traditional stuff, but now I have all of these other tricks starting to become, that are starting to come under my belt that I can kind of try and merge them. And I've started to try and do that. It's not like anything new. Obviously people do all that stuff all the time and I don't want to be like, this is what I'm doing. But it's all, it's just like a little bit playtime for me with my choreography at the moment, trying to put all this stuff together because suddenly I'm getting like, all of these different skills thrown at me and it's like it's brilliant for me yeah like for for me as an outsider who can't tap to save my life the thing I love about it is like how I guess you represent it like you don't make it like the traditional like um like it's in a musical and we're stood up straight and we don't move our arms and our head stays forward the whole time do you know what I mean and it kind of looks like a line dance or something like that as opposed (laughs) to like as opposed to having like a dance to it or a groove or a feeling yeah. it's just very like about what your feet are doing and that's it and mm-hmm. it kind of removes I guess other aspects other parts of your body aren't really incorporated in it and that's kind of like if I look at the Nicholas brothers that's why I like them because yeah. they'll be like they'll be using their arms they'll be jumping they'll be spinning they'll be sliding they'll be like do you know what I mean there's little tricks in between yet they're still tapping and they're dope yeah. and it's, then it's a dance rather than yeah. just tap tap dance it's like yeah. the whole package yeah and when I watch you tap I kind of see that as, and Matt Pigeon as well, same thing. I kind of see that as like the modern version of that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's more than just moving your feet and making the noises. Cause I'll see some tap dancers do a showcase or something and they don't dance. They're just using their feet as an instrument, which yeah. is fantastic. But to me, that's not tap dancing. That's called, that's just making noises and music, which is still impressive because I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. But do you know what I mean? And you're isolating and it's still a, definitely a skill to that. But it, it, you lose the dance element of it. And when mm-hmm. I watch people like yourself, that's when I go, oh, they're actually dancing too. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Obviously, like the traditional, like the roots of tap dance comes from like way back when it's all, it used to be to do with communication. Like if they couldn't talk, they would use the, the sound coming from the feet as communication. And nowadays, a lot of like the community that we're in, the tap dance community, we describe what we do as an instrument. Like mm-hmm. our feet are like an extra instrument. We have like, usually if you perform with a jazz band, you have like a trio, like the piano, 
the, a bass, a drum, and then you're like the you're like the quartet, you're the fourth part, you are like the solo over the top. So you treat yourself as an instrument. So at times, like I would be the same as um, like I would just use my feet as a way of just making noise. I won't worry too much about how I use my upper body, but especially with choreography, I try and make everything enjoyable to watch rather than like restricting because I I come from a competition background. Well kind of like world championship background where you have to be enjoyable to watch from head to toe you can't just cut out your whole body you have to watch everything and that's a challenge but it's helped me because in terms of doing stuff I actually find I have to strip stuff back rather than add stuff to it because I've come from that background Mm -hmm. yeah that's dope uh how do you feel like say like an old school traditional tap dancer how do you think they view how I guess you tap would they would would they like it or is it kind of like hip-hop where like old hip-hop heads go like you have to keep it like the foundation away and respect where it came from and I guess they don't like you adapting things is tap the same yeah 100 percent. but I feel like for me the I have like a lot of those big people that Mm. you you would have in the hip-hop world a lot of those big people respect me one because I've trained under them and because I've been like, I've been trying to learn from them and taking up every opportunity I get. Because I'm from the UK and most of them, if not all of them, live in America. Whenever I get an opportunity to go over there, I will take it and I will try and learn everything I can in a limited space of time. Like I could get two weeks out of the whole year and then have to wait another year to go back and see them. So they would, they they know me and they respect me for what I do. And that's good because I know I have them looking looking out for me. So if I'm not doing something that is a purist, a purist, should I say, Um, they're like, the differences between me and someone else that would also maybe be on the same thing was that I know the roots and I know the heritage, I respect the history. And if I am to do stuff, I will, like this historical, I will quote the history, I will make sure people know. So rather than trying to claim everything as being myself, I always try and point back to, even if it's someone that's like 10 years older than me, that is teaching the same like stuff, if I take one of his steps, I'll be like, this is from him. This isn't from me. And it's little things like that that go a long way in, especially the tap dance industry, the community. I think it's for every dance yeah. community. If you credit who it comes from, you get 10 times more respect. Even if it's you're teaching a private lesson and you credit that one person, you get a lot more respect, even though they might not even know it. But it's just yeah. passing it along. Like, I always would feel, like, guilty if I didn't pass that along, I feel yeah claiming it to be yours when you're like yeah. actually this is developed from this particular yeah, exactly. style or this particular person yeah that makes sense that's dope what do you first of all how did you get into tap obviously your mum is an og tapper do you know what I mean like she's <laughs> sick like is that what got you into tap i'm assuming yeah so obviously being brought up around it um and with tap attack so when i was like two my favorite film used to be singing in the rain which is obviously mm-hmm. an og film Gene Kelly, Donald O'Connor, like they're like Moses Opposes. That stuff is like, it, it's still, I still enjoy it to this day. I can watch the whole film. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my favorite thing for like a year straight. I used to watch like three times a day, apparently. Like this is what my mom tells me. And I've seen like photos of me with like an umbrella in the living room when I was like two, um, like watching the film. So that was like my first real introduction. When I was like four, that's when Tap Attack got created. And it's now been gone for like 13 years. But obviously being around that from the start, like being around those people and just tap dance in general made me go, oh, I want to do this. I really want to do this. And like just, I think when you're younger, if you can sit and observe something, 
you pick it up straight away. Like regardless of the technique, you will pick that up. So like mm-hmm. the rhythm of what they were doing straight away, I would know. And I remember like one time trying to to learn. I never tap dance before, like really, but trying to learn the routine. I'm like, I know how it's meant to sound, but I need to know the steps. And then trying to be taught the steps, I'm like, I can't do the steps. Why can't I do these steps? I remember like crying because I was like, I know what it's meant to be, but I can't do it. Mm-hmm. So it was like just always being around it made me know that I kind of wanted to do it. And until I started doing it, then I was like, this is really what I want to do. How old were you when you knew that you wanted to do this? Um, well, I started taking lessons when I was four, like in and out. It was when I was like seven or eight that I was like, this is cool. This is really yeah. cool. It's different as well. Yeah, I guess. No, well, not many boys danced, let alone tap danced. You know yeah. I mean? like, <laughs> yeah, definitely. That was, I mean, it was that was never really an issue for me. It was like that people didn't, the boys didn't. Because I thought a tap dance is like one of the most masculine things possible. So for me, yeah. it was never an issue because, and especially the way that, that we do it, rather than like being in like leotard and tights when you're like seven doing it, which I feel bad for any boy that has to do that now. Mm. Whereas I could just wear like normal clothes, make noise as loud as I can. And that's good enough for me. Like at seven years old, that's how much I could entertain myself. Yeah, for sure. Um, did you get taught by your mum or were you taught by other people within the faculty? Uh, I was taught by my mum for like the first few years. And obviously that's like, I mean, I feel for her now because obviously teaching your son's a very difficult experience. Yeah, that's that's why I asked. Because even like if I, the thought of learning from my mum <laughs> now at almost yeah. 30, I'd be like, really? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like that. You always feel like it's that extra bit of criticism or you, yeah. take, it pers- you take it a bit more personal. You're like, do you know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. Yeah, well, it was for that sense, like, if I got criticized, I'd be like, why are you picking on me, blah, blah, blah. But I always knew that she was like, there's there's not really many people better to learn from in the UK, especially. So that lasted for a few years. And then the next teacher I had was uh, Jim, James Doubtfire, who teaches at Wilkes as well. He's Tap Attack. Um, tap, tap Dance Jim. Yeah, yeah, Tap Dance Jim. He was in, like, my next teacher, and he was, like, the first real other teacher I had I guess mm. and, and he's he was very just, manly as well yeah obviously he's, like, he's a proper lad background. yeah all the tap dog stuff and it was like I'd known him for like since I was like five or six however long so then this was when I was about 10 when I first started getting taught by him and it was like this is completely different because he has like a whole completely different technique where it's all about staying in the ground like bending your knees more than almost more than you need to like working through every single thing and it was like it was a struggle for me to learn because that kind of had never been it never even come across my mind before was that Mm. how important it was to stay down whereas I never even thought about like from my hip to my to my ankle never thought about what that needs to really be doing because you're only thinking about your feet so Mm. that whole thing it was like okay now my whole lower body knows what to do and it was a it was a challenge as like learning another style of hip hop is it kind of yeah. felt the same way because it was different principles to it. Mm-hmm. And then when did the the thought process of you said that you never thought about your hip to your feet? When did the thought process of your upper body come involved? Um, well, I had like a limited dance background and I like I still do now. Obviously, going to books, I never really pursued anything as much as maybe I should have now. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I entered like the competition, competition-ish, yeah. as soon as I entered that um, stage and that that kind of scene, it was like, you have to be the whole package if you want to do well. And it was mm. like, 
really how but i've never had to think about really think about my arms before how am i meant to do this i need to smile whilst i do it i can't concentrate i need to be that confident that i can't look at myself in the mirror i have to be on a stage and i have to smile and even if i don't feel happy i have to do that and i have to make sure everything is perfectly in place that they can like i can be marked and people go i really enjoyed watching that it's rather than i really enjoyed listening to that i really enjoyed seeing everything that happens so as soon as I entered that, it was like you have. To, I I kind of understood that I have to to try and make myself more than just the noise. Yeah, I guess, and that's when your your brain would switch and go, okay, I'm not just a tap dancer now. Now I have to be a performer. Mm, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because if you've never had to perform before, then why would you? Do you know what I mean? Unless exactly. it's, you're copying someone that you've seen do it in that specific way, how would you know? Yeah, that that was it was a challenge and obviously I'm grateful now for about the time it was like this is the stupidest thing because it was like everything now has to be worked on I've never even had to think about this before like trying to I don't do arms in tap dances like I don't incorporate and choreograph like staged arms but there are always arms there I have to think about certain things so even trying to think about like okay when I turn I need to put my arms out to the side it's like okay but I'm used to having them down by my side when I do that or not really a factor like they're just kind of dangling there now I have to yeah. put it out every time I turn. It was like, it's like a brain teaser when you start. And especially being being younger helped, to be honest, because obviously I picked up stuff quicker. Like mm. if I started doing all of that now, I think it would be a completely different story. Yeah, I think that's, now you say like, that's how you choreograph. I think I choreograph exactly the same. I think that's why I gravitate to tap dance so much. Where like the first thing I think of when I'm creating or even when I'm learning is what their feet doing. Yeah. Like that's the first thing that comes to my brain is what are my feet doing and then I kind of work my way up then I mm-hmm. get to my body and then eventually I'll go do I need a set arms <laughs> I, ima- I imagine we will all be doing the same ones because that's what feels natural like do you know what I mean yeah. it doesn't really doesn't really bother me so much unless there's a moment or there's a specific reason or I'm taking an element from locking or something yeah. like you know if I'm going to turn we're going to prep before it we're all going to prep probably the same way like <laughs> I don't know like <laughs> my brain just kind of does that and I think that's maybe why I gravitate to it so much is that it's not like your arms have to be this specifically regimented because to me that doesn't feel like a dance it doesn't feel like there's a groove to it It feels very like uh cheerleader-esque or karate military yeah yeah militant and that doesn't it doesn't feel good to me no i I agree and when i watch when i watch great tap dancers tap i always look at it and i go that looks like it feels good Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean not like it just looks good it looks like it feels good to do yeah i think that's the appeal yeah it, you, you always know when you've done it good like you always know when you've done it right and I, I feel like especially like during an improvisation you know when it's good because you can just you feel it a little bit more if you choreograph you know where it's meant to be but mm. if you improvise it you have no idea like you go out there and literally just like hope for the best sometimes yeah and that's you've well from what I've know from since I've known you really I noticed that like you you're killing the improv game like you just won the improv worlds right yeah the, at yeah. the worlds they have like a improv battle kind of competition mm-hmm. and i won that this year which was Sick. cool what's that like what how does it work like what's the structure of it um, not, i guess so, it's not like a hip-hop battle where they go rounds and one by one and you knock out oh uh, yeah kind of actually oh sick so you have like this is it most tap battles are actually like this but at at worlds they have like a set structure to it so you have like one person from each country and then it's like we circle up for the first round there was like 
probably like 14 people there maybe so it's like mm-hmm. one representative but you don't have to if you don't like not every country doesn't have to submit someone mm-hmm. so there was like 14 ish i think it was 14 people and we just went around the circle they were like okay we want you to give us four bars or how much four or two bars and just go around and and then just see what happens basically and, and with the, the song most, on no no song Okay. So the the one thing they also look at, so they look at the technique and the steps of putting down, but they also then look at who's keeping time, who's not keeping time, because that's an important element of what we're doing. If we want to be treated as musicians like people say we are now, and I agree with that, then we have to be able to keep time because that's so important. Mm. So going around in a circle, they re- like expect us to be keeping our own time, whether it's uh, visible to them. So whether we're like uh, keeping time of our feet, whether we're like doing this like bopping along to to where it is or whether we're counting in our heads they expect us Mm -hmm. to be doing that and that's a good that's the easiest way in tap dance for someone to get cut out of a battle is because they're at time if it's music it's different but usually there's no music yeah because i guess if there's music and well if you're tapping and you're at that level you understand musicality so you can stay in time yeah that's dope and then what they just do like eliminations to like quarters semis yeah like one by one battling they, they cut from however many, I think it was 14, they cut that down to four for the semi. And that was, uh, it's, it's over like a week, the world. And this starts like, the, all the adult stuff starts quite late into the week. So then they cut down to our semi, which, which was down to four of us. There was a me from the UK, a guy from the US, um, a guy from Germany and a guy from Czech Republic. And we did kind of the same structure. We just had a lot more, like we, did, we danced a lot more than the first round. We only danced like three or four times. Um, and then from there, they just figured it out and then they cut us down to two for the final. Mm-hmm. It was me against the guy from Czech Republic. Then we did like a minute or two minute battle between us and then picked us the winner. And there's no music for any of that? No, not at all. So you have to keep time the whole time. They, they give you a tempo mm-hmm. and then they keep time along with you, but not as visible. So you obviously don't copy them. So then they're yeah. looking like, because they, they all know where the time is. Yeah. Sometimes... It's, it was actually quite daunting for me because I improvise all the time and I practice it, but there's no real way to practice improvising with a spotlight on you in front of an arena. That's like a completely different thing. So I feel quite confident with myself keeping time with my ability to do that. But being put up there, I had to concentrate like a hundred times harder than I usually have to just because you could you feel the pressure. Usually improv is not scary at all for me and I actually prefer to do that over choreograph mm-hmm. just because I, I just enjoy it more. But being put up there I suddenly felt like oh my god how do I improvise like my first round was ropey as hell but then as I eased into it a little bit more it was like okay no this is fine like I can do this but the spotlight in my face I was like rabbit in headlights it felt like sometimes yeah so and then you do do solos where you do it to music as well don't you because that's the one videos I've seen of you doing it Mm -hmm. so what what what's that then that's just a set solo performance yes there's like a two minute solo you have to choreograph and it's the same structures. They just go through in rounds. Then the judges pick like who they want through. They get given like a certain amount of places for the next round, each judge. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the, the people that all the judges agree on are like straight through. And then if there's like a tie between people, then the judges have to pick between the people and the tie. And then they yeah. put the people that have the majority through out of those. that like the remark is called. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's kind of, for, for like my my division I'm in which is the adult section you only get uh three people per country mm-hmm. so it used to be like when I first went which was way back in 2013 when I was just a child like the adult section had like 11 boys in it mm. and now it has like 
th- uh, it has like 30 to 35 now, which is God like, damn. and it's not like all the countries don't necessarily take up three spots. Like sometimes a country just sends one lone person to dance. So yeah. there, I think there was like about 17 or 18 different countries in my section this year. Mm-hmm. And it was like the first time in 2018 was the first time I was in that section and they had a prelim round, which means they had an extra round. So we had four mm-hmm. rounds that year, but they cut that round this year. So we just had back to the normal three rounds. But it's so crazy. You, you do your the same solo three times. Yeah. So you, you choreograph it and like you're not allowed to improvise any of it. So it has to be the same solo three times. Oh, damn. And it, it's, it's, I don't really know how the judges necessarily do it, whether they compare it to the last rounds because they get their notes taken away straight away. So yeah. whether they write down notes. But like for me, I always compare each round to the next one. And mm-hmm. it's... It's a, it's a hard thing to know how to dance because you also you almost want to feel like you pace yourself a little bit. Yeah, you don't want to roast I, in the first one and then be yeah. dead for the next ones. Because I, I've been doing this for like this this competition that went in 2019, which was December like 2019. This is this that was my seventh time going. So I've been doing a lot of solos and I've made it to the final each year. So I've danced like a solo a crazy amount, like over 20 times on that stage. Mm, so it was it's trying to find like the balance because you don't want to go in too hard like you said in the first round and then almost like the judges go that was brilliant I want to see that again and then the next round they go well I, that, I remember that being better than it was because you get obviously they'll be giving you lower marks than before even if even if it felt good like if it didn't live up to their expectation but obviously you still want to go and push through because if you don't and you go oh well I'll, I'll have the next round chances are you won't get to the next round which yeah. is it's, it's hard trying to find that balance, but for me, I always just try and leave it all out there because I might not be able to the next to time. I might, I, I might not get another round through. Yeah, and I guess adrenaline each time is going to make you pick up and be like, oh, I'm through to the next one. Like, I've got to push through. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's 100%. dope. Because um, you've always done so well and you are very well known as a tap dancer, like, do you feel the pressure now when you go to compete? Do you feel like, oh, everyone kind of knows who I am. I always do well. I always place. Do you feel the pressure? Yeah. It, it started to get to that point because the, the very first year I went um, as a was my first year in 2013 and I got given a solo in the first year. So I was the first person to compete as a child in the children's mm-hmm. section, which is like 11 and under. And I won that year and it was like my first dance and I won. And everyone was like, who's this kid? Because they met my mum because Tavitak had been going for like five years prior to that to that year. But yeah. no one knew who I was. No one knew she had a son. So then obviously I show up and they're like scanning and they're like, oh no. So, um, and then we I won that year. And then from then on, I've actually never won a solo again from that child moment. So I've been going mm-hmm. for six more years. I've placed I've placed every placement in the final. I've, become, I've come first through to seventh in the yeah. seven years I've been doing. It. I've come a different place every year. But it was the, it's the group stuff that actually gets me the most. Like the next year I went in, I was up in the junior section. We had a, a large group of formation we had I had a duo um and I had a small group as well as a solo and I won the duo in the formation and then I won that same category for the next four years in a row oh damn moving up to the adults so as it went on it was like okay I really I don't want to lose this one because by, by like 2017 which was when I was up in the adults for everything other than my solo because my duo partner was older than me my trios partners were both older than me so I had to dance up um it got to the point where it was like, I really don't want to lose this now because if I let go of everything we've worked on for the last three years, if we lose it now, 
it's like so that pressure was was ridiculous for us like by the time especially the duo because everyone was trying to come for us by the last year because they they didn't want us to win it which was fair enough because we'd taken it for the last three years and when we moved we moved up to the adult section that last year i went or the last year that we did a duo together so it was like we really want to do this now because if we do this we can sit back and we don't have to do it again but you can't yeah. get any better than the adults so it is a lot of pressure um and then that pressure carries on over now for me from the team because i have a lot more responsibility now as i've got older it's yeah. like the whole team is watching me now because i'm giving them like an example of how to do it so they all do really well and i'm usually like the last person to dance because the solo section is like quite near the end of the week so like mm-hmm. sometimes my students like last year my students went and won gold the people That's that i taught sick. and then the next day i had to then go and dance it was like if, if i bomb out now in this first round i'm gonna look so dumb because i give my kids gold and then i like so yeah. it was like that Bless pressure it. in the back of my mind it was almost like i can't let that happen it didn't happen thankfully but that was obviously in the back of my mind a little bit. Do you so, feel yeah. pre- Do you feel pressure as well? Like, because obviously your mum has a very good reputation. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone knows who your mum is in the tap dance world. Well, probably in the dance world. Do you know what I mean? Like if I think of, even if they don't know your mum, they'll know Tap Attack and it yeah. all connects back to you. Does that feel like it's an added pressure? Uh, to live up to that expectation, I guess. Yeah, especially at like uh, the world's, the ideal, because she like she's built a whole reputation for um tap attack for for the uk um like the ideal uk scene completely because because there wasn't one before her and as the time's gone on more and more like i've been given opportunities to create for the team so it's it's kind of a pressure's been lifted off a little bit because i get now to put kids out there with stuff i want to do which is good for me but then it's like People are going, oh well, your mum won this section, so can you win this one? I'm like, oh, I hope so. Then yeah. if they give they give me that one, I'm like, okay, let me try it. So like, my first section that I won as a choreographer was the first section that my mum won as a choreographer, which so, kind of like links together, and it was like, obviously happy families a little bit, which was cool. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's always like, I think there's always going to be a pressure for anyone, whether they go to a local dance school and their their parent teaches or whether their parents like whatever whatever it is and your, your parents are involved you're always gonna have like a slight bit of pressure whether it is or not yeah I always think of it because like when people talk about like if I have kids they always go are you gonna get your kids to dance and I'm always like well I don't know like if they want to like <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't want them to feel like they have to live up to my name because you yeah. you excel in the same thing that your mom excels in I, I thought maybe there might be a, a pressure added but I feel like you know you've lifted the pressure off yourself because you've you know you've done it more proud than i guess you could ever imagine like <laughs> join you're killing it um also within competition world you've done a tv competition yeah how old were you when you got on that what was it called uh, finding... uh taking the next step taking then i went to say yeah. finding the next step taking <laughs> the next step how old was i i think i think i was 14 when it aired but uh 14 when it recorded but 15 when it aired i think okay what was that yeah. experience like that was like that was one of the coolest things I've ever done um, because that was like a complete opposite of what we just talked about. That was a no pressure situation for me because literally like this was in 2017. So 2016 was the year that kind of like my life started to go a little bit crazy. I started traveling a lot more. I got an opportunity to go on uh, a new ITV show, Little Big Shots, which was hosted by Dawn French. I got given that opportunity in 2016. Which I remember aired in, that. 
yeah, which aired in 2017. Um, so literally the day after that show aired, my mum was like, oh, you've got another audition for a TV show. I'm like, what? What do you mean? She was like, this CBBC show I want you to do. I'm like, oh, okay, I'd never heard of it before. Like, I didn't know anything about it. And I, I'd never watched CBBC. I'd never watched The Next Step. So I didn't know anything about it at all. Um, and I was like, okay, when is it? She was like, it's next week in Cardiff. I'm like, what do you mean it's next week? So they gave me, like, a song to choreograph to, um, which was, like, a minute. And then I just, I had to, like, research The Next Step. So I had, like, a lot to do because they were like, we're going to ask you questions about The Next Step. And I'm like, I don't know what this is. Like, this is a completely different thing to me because it's obviously, like, it's a hip-hop and a contemporary show, like a, mm. like a, almost like a soap opera on a kid's TV show. Like, I'd never, never heard of it before. So that was, like, it felt like a no-pressure thing at the start because it was, like, there's... I don't really know what this is. I don't know what I'm getting myself into. So I went to audition and it was like, it was in like this weird room, like this tiny, like, it felt like a town hall almost in, in like the middle of Cardiff. And it was like, that's my hometown. Be careful. Is it? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know where it was. It, it felt, it was really weird anyway. So we, we got there and I'm like, this is, this was strange. And then like, I'm just not used to stuff like this, like TV, anything like you have to react for the cameras. I'm not used to any of that just because yeah, I've never, film. yeah. And I'm not come from like a contemporary scene where you're always on camera. Like I'm not really like, I don't, I'm not high on posting on Instagram. I'm not doing all of that stuff. I just kind of live, live my life. If I have something to post, I'll post it. So it was like, okay, can you come do this interview? And I'm like, yeah, they're like, okay, now can you do that again? But can you react to the camera more? And I'm like, Oh, okay. But I auditioned and I, I got to dance and I, they were like, that was really good. So they put me through to the next round, which was which was really cool. And I remember waiting for like the email for the next round because there was like one more audition. I think there was 50 people that got put through to the to like the national round. Um, I was waiting for the email, and then it came through like two weeks before um, before it, before it was meant to be recorded. And um, one of my people that I now teach, who is now actually like. Uh, one of my best friends who's like a couple years younger than me he was on it as well but I didn't know he was doing it so he was he was like the other tap dancer on it um and we got the email through for the next round and it was like okay round one contemporary I'm like what do you mean contemporary so I was like I, I didn't even read the rest of the email I just went to my mom I like put the phone down I was like no I'm not doing that I am not doing that mom was like it's not too bad it's not so bad just watch the routine so I did and I was like no way am I doing this. I'm not doing contemporary. They showed you what you had to learn. Yeah, so the first round, we had to learn a routine um, from, from the show's choreographer. And it was like some of the people that I met at the audition day were people that I'd seen at like Can You Dance events because I used to do them around that same time. So I was like, these people are crazy. They're going to destroy me. Yeah. So I remember messaging um, my friend, Harvey. Um, I was like, are you doing, are you seriously going to do this? He's like, yeah. He's like, are you not? I'm like, no way am I doing this. I'm not doing this contemporary. And my mom phoned the producers and was like, he's just a little bit concerned about the contemporary aspect of the, the thing. And they were like, well, he can put his tap shoes on. I'm like, I can't wear my tap shoes to do a contemporary routine. <laughs> Let, let's, let's put them on. So that whole week, like we had two weeks in between to get in the email and recording. The whole next week I was like, no way. Mom's like, go and learn it. I'm like, I'm not learning it. I'm not doing it. Then, like, the week before, because we had to be there on the Friday, it was up in London. On the Monday, I was like, all right, I might as well learn it and see what it's like. So I learned it. I was like, that's not too bad. And then I showed it to my mom, and she was like, yeah, it's not too bad. I'm like, I feel really awkward doing it, but, you know, like, I might as well just go and do it. Like, 
it's, it's not going to harm me if I don't. They're not going to show me because I didn't think I was going to get shown at all, to be honest. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm a tap dancer. I'm doing contemporary. They're going to cut me out this round. They won't show my audition. It's cool. Yeah. Like, I don't mind. I just got. I just had, like, a nice day out in Cardiff and a nice day in London. Yeah. So I went there. Um, they had the whole brief on that email. It was, like, round one, contemporary. Uh, round two, improv. There was, like, a group thing, an acting thing, and then a solo thing was, like, the top ten rounds. Um, so we went to London. I did the uh, the contemporary and they cut 20 people out of that and they put me through and I thought it was a joke I thought they were joking I was like I was like, I've got through and my mom was like how have you just done that how have you got through I'm like I don't know I don't know what I did so they cut some really good people as well like unbelievable people that I don't know how I'd be basically me doing contemporary they probably like the thought of oh well he's done well at this wait till you see what he really can do do you know what I mean yeah and my, my friend Harvey got cut in that round and it was like now when they aired it I was watching it and I was like oh they've put us two against each other like yeah. we were on, we were on the same episode like blah 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 it's another tap dancer oh here's another tap dancer and then in my audition they were like we have another tap dancer do you know him I'm like yeah I do know him and they're like oh we didn't think you would I'm like yeah I do know him yeah. so but they, they put him out which was a shame because he was like he really tried for that he tried a lot more than I did but he, and he was like he, he was in the same boat as me, so it's a shame that they only put one of us through. But then we had to do, like, improv, which was fine for me, because they were like, oh, tap shoes, wow. Um, yeah, you can improv easy with that. Yeah. And it was just different. There was, like, 29 people doing round of back tops, and then me just walking on and doing tap, and they're like, oh, that's different. Uh, yeah. We had to do, like, a group routine as well, um, but we had to choreograph it and then show it to them. We had, like, an hour for it. And it actually was an hour, but like they timed us to the dot. We had a producer sat in the corner. Like you have like three minutes, 32 seconds left. We're like, oh, oh, like were, this, yeah. this is precise. Yeah, so, it's the legit time limit. <laughs> yeah. The, the, everything about that show was like, was legit. Like the whole thing, it, nothing was staged at all. Like That's we were dope. trying, we were trying yeah. to find like ways it could have been like every little thing they did, like, oh, that could be, that could mean that. And it didn't, it was like, everything was real about it, which was amazing. That's dope because I've done a lot of TV shows and a lot of them ain't legit and they don't look real. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, that's, that's the no. stuff. Uh, TV, um, not, most of the time, ain't real. So no. that's dope. Uh, that's that's why, like, this being one of my first experiences was, like, amazing for me because it was real. And uh, they gave me – they didn't tell me what to do at all. They just went, you just do what you want to do. That's um, Yeah, it, it, it was cool. Um, progressing through, we had to do, like, an acting thing. We got put in duets. Um and my partner for that was Harrison, who was uh, oh, yeah. on The Greatest Dancer this year, just gone. He came second on yeah. The Greatest Dancer. So he's, like, moved up in the world even more now. He's gone from CBBC to BBC. Um, <laughs> from so children's, we, children's BBC to adult BBC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, we, we've known each other for a very long time. We've known each other for, like, three years prior to that show and six years prior to now. Like, we, we used to go to school together. I used to go to a theatre school. When I knew that tap was what I wanted to do, I tried out yeah. at this different place. So we used to like go to the same school and do all of that. So when we got put together for this acting thing, we we're like, we used to do this all the time. Like this is yeah. easy for us. So like we learned our scripts. Like we were really calm about it because we were like the only, we were like the closest people there, and we knew each other beforehand. So it was like easy for us. And they brought in like Adam Garcia as like the guest mentor for that round, mm -hmm. and I knew him already because he knew Jim and my yeah. mom. So it was like, oh, all right, Adam. yeah. Yeah. It's all so, the peeps like, that you're comfortable with. Yeah, so everything was really calm for me. And right before we went into the acting, we were talking to the producers and they were like, 
oh, you two seem to be really close. We're like, yeah, we've known each other for ages. And they were like, what? But like, yeah, we, we used to do this all the time. And they were like, oh, but this is going to be yeah. easy. Yeah. So. Yeah. You kind of messed up their plan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, so going, we did the acting and all the judges were like, we weren't expecting you guys to be that good at that because like we, we did very different things like contrast. I didn't think we were going to click together as well as we did. But obviously having that extra experience with each other, we, we found it easier than everyone else did really. Yeah, yeah. So they, they put both of us through for that. And I was like, okay, now you've got to do a solo. And I remember just walking out and going, oh, got to do, I haven't made up a solo for this because I didn't think I need to get this far. I hadn't made up a solo for that round yeah. because there was no, like in my mind, there was no chance that I was actually going to get that far, like to yeah. get, get through a contemporary, get through, like I thought they'd just try and get rid of me at some point. So all the other people, there was like, it was the top 10. The other nine had all choreographed their solo and learned that and did that with more um, like cleanliness than the contemporary routine we had to do because they're like, we're going to get through that. So then there was me like, I haven't made up a solo. So they're all eating lunch. We had like an hour break. They're all eating lunch. I'm outside. It's like when the heat wave was on. It was like 25, 26 degrees. I'm outside the front of the building choreographing a solo. And it was like, <laughs> I, like I couldn't have made this any worse than I did. But I made it up and I was like, that will have to do. Like, I'm not going to get through this round because... Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, I was like, I'm I'm going to be a little bit of a gimmick on it, but they're going to try and get rid of that. Um, because obviously at that time, you don't know how you're going to be portrayed on the show. No, like, that's I, the thing I with TV. You have no idea. I didn't know whether they're going to be like, oh, you're tap dancing. Let's make that a gimmick. You, oh, the tap dancer. Oh, he's doing this. He's tapping. Everyone else is doing this. I didn't know how they were going to be. And that's just kind of what I expected it to be like because it was so different, like almost like a comedy thing. And because where I'm not used to that kind of world, I was so laid back about everything. Mm. Like, whereas everyone else was like, okay, I've got 20 minutes, let me sit in splits for 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to eat my lunch now whilst they're all warming up and like doing yeah. stuff like that. Where I was completely the opposite to all of them. So I did the solo and then they put me through, which was uh, like a big shock for me. And I was like, how far are they going to take this? Like I've got through all of these people and there's only like six of us left now. I don't know. I don't really know what's going on. I must be doing pretty good. Mm. Um, so that it was like a whole crazy experience. So that when we got to like the finals of it, and it was like the semi-final. This is all up now in like big prime time, like the BBC studios in Glasgow. Yeah. When 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 they made us like they flew us out there and stuff like that. Like it was it was legit. I was like, this is prime time. Um, they they took us out there, and I was like. We had to carry, we have to prep two routines, one for the semi, one for the final, because they were back to back like days. It's one, one semi was on the Saturday, final on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I put like my, one of my favorite pieces I've ever made up was the semi final piece. Um, I made that up with Jim. Like we spent a whole day. It was only, it's only a minute long, but we just, we just spent a day like going through random ideas and just like trying yeah. to make the, the perfect piece for it. Because I was like, this will be my only opportunity to, to do this. I'm not going to do the other one. And I Let's guess now just, this is your time to really showcase you. Yeah. And not, was, and not what they've asked you to showcase. Yeah, it was on a stage with lights. Like, it was the whole thing. I was like, this is going to be the one that everyone gets to see because no one's going to see the next one because I'm not going to get through to... They're not going to... They're going to cut me out of this round. Like, they're yeah. going to get rid of me. I'm not going to get through the next one. So we put everything into that one. Like, just... Like, we put as many, like... We just tried putting steps, like, different rhythms, all of this stuff. Like, we really thought about it, put a lot of time into it. This, the final routine I made up in my living room in about 20 minutes with my socks on. Like I, it was completely like different ends of the spectrum because I was like, I'm not going to need this second one. 
it'll yeah. be a good routine to have, but I'm not going to need to do it. So I did the semi-final routine and they were like, you're through. And I'm like, oh, I've now got to do this one that I don't really know. I haven't made it up properly. So I need to now really focus on this one. Everyone else is like, but our final one's better than our semi-final one. I'm like, I'm the opposite. Yeah. So that was like ridiculous. Then the final day was the craziest day because they gave us a big group routine to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, we had like three hours or two hours to learn like a three minute routine, like a yeah. proper routine rather than like the, the semi-final we had to do like a solo group routine. So we went, did, did a little solo and then like did a little bit together where it's like step, yeah. clap, like, like easy choreography. The second day they gave us like backing dancers, a big choreograph routine. I was like, oh my God. I've not seen this. I, I need to go and find it after. I'm terrible at it. Like it's awful. It was so a little excited. bit easy for me because because the choreographer would be like, hey, you just tap here. Like Amy and Harrison, they had the hard job because they had to do the whole three minute routine. I had like a little bit of a let off where it was like, you do this here, you just tap, you do some wings. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, but I still had to like do the the group routine. I still had to dance. It was like I'm really bad. I'm really awkward in it because obviously I'm not used to moving my body at all. And I've got tattoos on, and the floor was a little bit slippery, so it was like everything was like a bit rough for me yeah. and we only just learned it and I, I didn't really know it like we had to record it about three times because I kept messing up um but it was all good like it was just a good energy and like the, we, we all had a good time doing it even though it was really stressful um and then we got to dance again for the final do our solos and then I came second in it and it was like it was just a whole overall like I said it was probably the best first experience I could have had because it was so legit yeah of how how do you feel like you did it with your solo were you happy with it yeah um especially that one seeing as there was like little to no prep into it um yeah, sick i just kind of at that point like my attitude was take it around at a time but knowing that that was the final round it was like well i can't do anything wrong from here there's no point like trying to and i'm like if they've taken me this far i really maybe can win it but obviously with their being like it wasn't fixed at all. There was nothing behind it. Like it was all the judges say, like we want, we want you to be through. So like, mm. and even though I didn't win, I feel like I had like the biggest journey on the show, not trying to be like cocky or anything, but I had to do all of these different things. Whereas yeah. like everyone else on that show got to stay in their lane pretty much. I had to do contemporary. I had to act. I had to do this group routine. Like I had to do all this random stuff that I've never had to do before. So like mm. for me, I got to do, I learned a lot more from it than I feel like most other people did because yeah, for sure. I got to do a lot of other things yeah. that I wanted to do. Yeah, the furthest out of your comfort zone, probably. Oh, 100%. Especially that contemporary thing. It was, and it was I, ridiculous. Well, I guess that probably actually makes going to like college now and doing everything a bit easier because you've done it on a platform where the whole world is watching. So, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Now, I guess in a studio of 30 people, you're like, meh. <laughs> yeah, I, I I do enjoy it a lot more than I did back then, let's say that much. But it's. Yeah. It, it helped me like that show helped me learn a lot more about what I do today because it's just kind of like take it a thing at a time. Mm. I feel like it's easy to get so like swept up. Like if I went into that, the, the round where we had to do five rounds in two days, if I went into that thinking about every round at a time, I would, I wouldn't have got through. I don't think because I wouldn't have put my best foot forward. I would have been thinking, but I've got this to do and this to do. And that helps. I think that helps me today because things that like in college, I'm taking it a class at a time rather than, in the first class being like I've got got to do this in lesson five so I need to save myself like I try and put everything into each little thing I do yeah what I've learned is that's the best way to, to treat everything like I always say like everyone's like oh what are you doing next week and I go I don't know 
like why i'm like i I just focus one day at a time like i figure out okay what have i got to get done today get it done tonight i'll go what have i got to get done tomorrow morning get it done like i don't think beyond that and some people go oh that's a i guess a bad mentality because i'm i guess you could say i'm never prepared for stuff in advance but i'm normally so present when i'm doing that that thing that's got to be accomplished on that day like it's not very often i prep to go and teach like in advance do i mean it's very rare that i've prepped it like uh george will be like oh you're teaching at that school today what you're teaching i go i don't know (laughs) what do you mean you don't know and i'm like well i don't know the students i'm just gonna get there figure it out when i get there and if i've got something already that i feel like works i'll do that if not i'll figure it out when i get there but and people, I guess, go like, oh, no, you need to prepare for all these things. But for me, I'm like, well, no, because then when I'm in the in the moment, I'm really in it. Like, I'm not distracted. Mm-hmm. I'm like, OK, I've got to make the most of this scenario. I'm not thinking about 20 other things at the same time. Yeah, that's, I, you know that's what I, mean? I think I have the same. I'm the same when I teach. I rarely prepare unless if I know I want to do this. Like, if, yeah. I, if, if I'm teaching at Tapatak, it's a different thing because I know I want to do this. I know the kids I know the kids better than the back of my hand like this is easy for me but like teaching at different places like what are you going to do I don't know I'll figure out when I get there because I I don't know yet I don't know yet yeah yeah I can't go in and I can't go in and teach an advanced combo and prep an advanced combo when I don't know. Because sometimes for me, I'll ask like a school or what level dancers and they'll go, they're intermediate and I'll get there and I'll be like, well, my version of intermediate and yours are very different. Actually, they're yeah. very, very beginner. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the only thing I really prep for is Wilkes because it's so many people there. I'll always prep it the night before. Do you know I mean to make sure that all yeah. right, you've got six classes? I can't be like zoned in for that long of a day. I need yeah, to be you able can't to just try and figure out six combos. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, I need it's to impossible. Just, yeah, yeah. I just need to re- like figure it out and then just go with the flow but now nah, man that's a great way to see college one class at a time don't think about the one at the end of the day just get through everyone at, and then as long as you're giving your most than everyone you're winning do you know what i mean yeah exactly um what's your goal for the future like what's your what what's your career path what do you want to do oh man that's that's a tough question well it's just but, interesting because like i said earlier like uh, from what i know like i don't know much about tap but I know yeah. that you, I am, I'm pretty sure you could just go and make a living now, tap dancing. And the fact that you're venturing into other avenues and you want to learn other things, which is incredible, makes me think that maybe there's other things that you want to do too. Yeah. Um, in terms of like, obviously right now my, my main priority is, is my training because mm. I, I don't have enough of that at the moment. Um, and who knows where I'll be in three years time because you don't know I, I don't even know where like what level I'll be at whether I'll be ready because if I'm ready to work I'd like to hope I'm working but if I'm not it's a completely different thing but be the, <laughs> the, I hope so the, the ideal scenario would be that I just go straight into to stuff I want to do anything that I'm given I'll, I will take pretty much yeah other the cruises is the only thing I don't want to do because I don't like boats I'm scared of boats nah, so fair enough so that's the only thing I, I don't think I could do that because being stuck on there for a a long amount of time would like freak me out a little bit I think um but besides like performing I, I still wanna as much as I enjoy all these other all these other styles I still wanna stay in tap as much as I can like whether it's visiting back to choreograph another piece every six months of like when I'm working or whether it's like going full-time I I think like seeing as that's my roots if you will like tap dance is, is my dance route. That's where, and if I carry on dancing, that's where I still want to be mentally, at least. Like I'll I want to try, I want to try and make careers out of it for as many people as possible. I want to try and put money back into it because mm-hmm. as much as it would be nice to live off tap, it's, it's next to impossible. Unless if you, unless if I write a 
a West End show that's tap or whether I like create a tour or if I make this platform for someone that can tap, it's next to impossible because the demand for it at the moment is still small. Like yeah. you don't get you, you don't get paid for going on a talent show. You don't get paid for doing this unless if you win it. So as much as like I would love to just sit back and have a career in tap for 30 years, teaching is not so bad, but it's finding the demand still. Not everyone still wants a tap teacher. They'd rather have an extra commercial teacher or an extra contemporary teacher, whoever's relevant. So trying to like trying to make a career out of it would be difficult. Ideally, I'd, I really want to create a show. That's like my top goal, like Sick. well, mo- multiple shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but where I've already started choreographing, I've been choreographing since I was like 14. I've had like a lot more experiences of what not to do when you mm-hmm. choreograph rather than what to do. So I've, I've done a lot of things like the wrong way. Like I've, I keep changing stuff. Like I've done everything badly for like pieces that are long. Like, yeah. I don't like that. Let me keep changing it rather than letting it be and just letting it sit and let it grow from where it, where it initially started from. Yeah. Um, so now I know that I feel like I could create something that's longer than a two minute piece or longer than a three minute piece. That would be yeah. my ideal thing. And I feel like I'm good with ideas. Like I can create something from nothing sometimes just because I could be like, well, what if you look at it this way? What if we try it that way? Um, other than that, like I still want to, I want to teach at the end of the day because I really do enjoy it. Um, it's like, it's the easiest job for me because it's teaching, second nature. Yeah. yeah I, I same just go as, in the studio. Here. Yeah. Same I go here. in the studio and just do what I usually do. And yeah. I just have people behind me copying me. That's, it's literally the same. I'm when, when I'm on a studio on my own, the only difference is I don't talk to myself as much. Yeah. But I'm the, I'm the exact same still. Um, so that would be the ideal, I think, for me, is to keep teaching, keep performing, creating, all of that. Sick, man. That's dope. I have no doubt that you'll have a, a very exciting career. Um, you need a, If you haven't already, listen to the episode I did a few weeks ago with um, Freddie, and that's what he did. He went and created his own show, and that got him into being a like creative director and assistant yeah. for people. Like, I was listening to some of that yesterday. It's, it's a dope like way in. It's a dope yeah. way in. Bro, this has been absolutely a pleasure. It's nice to see you. It's nice to, isn't it nice to see other people? Even though it's through a webcam. What would yeah. we do without the internet? I know. It'd be madness. And Netflix. Have you watched Tiger King yet? I've not. I've been on the top of my Netflix. I got, I got the Disney Plus the other day, so I've been on that. I've got that too. It's yeah. good. Yeah, there's a, um, you'll like this actually. There's a documentary on there. Uh, something like that it's basically how they create like the shows and stuff like that it's sick. so good yeah sick bro it's been a pleasure talking to you um Thanks you're teaching again on. this week right on instagram uh yeah thursday i haven't decided the time yet so just come and follow me and i'll probably put the time on on wednesday which is what is that tomorrow yeah that's tomorrow i'll yeah, probably, tomorrow. probably put the time on tomorrow but thursday afternoon evening time all right sick i, I might tune in and pick up like a step yeah <laughs> yeah yeah man <laughs> Yo, this has been dope. Um, people, go and check out Kai on Instagram. It is at Kai Scanlon underscore. That's the one, yeah. Boom, what a memory. <laughs> I smashed that. I never remember anything. Um, and please check me out, Mr. Bull Change, or at the ins and outs underscore. Also, please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. That would be amazing. Um, and if you want to donate to the podcast, um, go on my 
Instagram and I'll put all the information on there to help me fund, I guess, more equipment and speaking to more people and getting more people on the podcast. It's not all free and I'm not making enough money to pay for it all at the moment. But um, thank (laughs) you for your support. I hope everyone's good, staying happy and healthy in these crazy times. Keep dancing. One love. We out.